With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening, everybody. How about the New York Mets? (laughs) Wow. Goodbye, Max Scherzer. Goodbye, Justin Verlander. Uh, Why go to the ballpark anymore? Unbelievable. Why go to the ballpark? If you're a Mets fan, why are you going to the games the rest of the year? It'll it'll look like Oakland. That's what it will look like. It will look like Oakland. I mean, it just goes to show you. You can spend all the money in the world if you don't get the right players, don't have the right chemistry. You know, their nightmare began in the offseason when uh, Edwin Diaz blew out his knee during the World Baseball Classic. And from there, it was all downhill for the Mets. So MLB's trade deadline in the books. Give me your thoughts. Great to have you here on If You Don't Like That. Really enjoy you joining me right here on this platform. Hope that you are having a good day. Don't forget tomorrow over on Listen App, I'll have my open form Wednesday that is coming your way tomorrow. Okay. Now, I really hope that you listen to my podcast today. If not, go to grantnapier.com or if you don't like that.com and you can check it out. All right. Or your favorite podcast platform. There it is right there. If you don't like that.com, I would love for you to listen to today's uh, podcast. So if you don't like that.com or grant Napier.com uh, and feel free to email me. I love getting uh, emails from my fans, critics. There it is. Send me an email. Napier at gmail.com. All right, what do you want to talk about today? All right? That's correct. You can ask the living legend anything. Legend, me, same sentence? Come on now. Come on. Stop it. All right? Man. Good. Thank you very much for checking it out. All right? Well, am I an Aaron Rodgers fan? Well, first of all, he's a friend of mine. So let's start with that. I've known Aaron for uh, 20 years, and uh, I consider him a, a friend. I'm a fan of his play. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback. I think he's one of the best of all time, you know? Uh, boy, the Padres have been a huge disappointment. Very true. They're right up there with the Yankees, 
with the Mets, no question. Padres might be number one on the list. You know, they they could be number one on the list. They really could. Good stuff today. I I, I appreciate already the people that are uh, firing away with the questions. All right, so I take questions on all topics, sports, off the field, off the playing surface, life, whatever you want. All right, I think Nick Bosa, first of all, is not a worries uh, situation. He comes in in phenomenal shape. It will not take him long to get in football shape. I believe he'll be in camp before the end of August. That gives him plenty of time to get ready for the September 10th game. I think he'll be good to go, and I think he'll be in camp by the end of August. All right? It will be sooner rather than later. I mean, they'll get this deal done. They'll get it done. All right? Uh, You should get Aaron Rodgers on the show sometime. I actually reached out to him. He is uh, very selective with what he does now. If he wants to come on, he knows he has an open invitation. All right? He knows he has an open invitation. So I'm all good if he wants to come on. All right, so my podcast today dealt with All Lives Matter and social media. Social media to me is such a destructive force in this country. And it has its advantages, obviously. But I kept on saying this uh, over and over on my podcast about Kevin Euclid's the former MLB player, and his tweet from 2020, uh, the mental health and well-being of our country is deteriorating and social media is the culprit. The constant hatred towards others that don't share the same opinions is tiresome and unhealthy for our society. We all need to be better so the next generation is healthier and happier. There it is in a nutshell right there. There it is. And I did my podcast today on the topic of All Lives Matter, I'm sure, you are aware that Marcos Breton of the uh, Sacramento Bee wrote a column on me. And the other person that I quoted in my podcast was Zuby of Zuby Music, who has over 1 million followers on X, formerly Twitter. And he said it as well as you can say it on this subject. Black lives matter. White lives matter. All lives matter. These phrases essentially mean the same thing if interpreted literally. All are self-evidently and uncontroversially true. The fact people fight or get upset by this shows how emotionally incontinent our society is. Black lives matter because all lives matter. White lives matter because all lives matter. All lives couldn't matter if black or white lives didn't matter, in parentheses, or any others. Stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we already agree on. Bingo. Stop being dumb and dividing over basic stuff we all already agree on. But in social media, that's all that happens. People divide because they're not able to have a conversation because they're all perfect. It's just unbelievable to me. It really is. Who's going to win the AO West? 
I mean, I, I love what Texas did. Right? Bingo is right. You said it. Absolutely. Bingo is right, Kevin. Yes, indeed. All right, keep on coming with your questions. And again, that was the topic of my podcast today. And I used Kevin Euclid in my podcast. I used Zuby in my podcast. And I used uh, Common Sense in my podcast. Uh, no, I would not have him on my podcast. Not until he apologizes. If he apologized to me, then I have him on my podcast. All right? That's up to him. It's not up to me. You know? It's not up to me. We have a Sacramento legend coming on? When? When? Let me know. I'd love to have a Sacramento legend on. Actually, I am going to have a Sacramento legend on. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of legends coming on, by the way. One, a Sacramento legend. Well, actually, he might even be a national legend. Yeah, I'm not even sure how I would uh, characterize this individual, but I'm going to have him on my podcast next Thursday. All right. And I'm going to get the uh, proper identification. He'll be coming on next Thursday at five o'clock. Mojo Sports. All right. Jason from Mojo Sports is a guy that travels all over the country dealing with sports cards and cards, and he's a fascinating guy. Mojo Sports is going to be coming on with me next Thursday right here at 5 o'clock Pacific. All right? And guess who else is coming on with me? In the next two weeks, I was texting with him earlier today. The Bird. Not Larry Bird. The Bird. Who am I talking about? Hmm. The Bird. Who am I talking about? That would be Ian Eagle. That's right. Ian's going to be joining me within the next two weeks. He is out of town this week. We're going to reconnect on Monday. We're going to set up a time. And there you have it. Looking forward to it. Ian Eagle. Within the next two weeks, I am, of course, on the number two team at CBS Sports with Charles Davis on the NFL coverage. I also does the Jets preseason games. He is the TV announcer of the Brooklyn Nets. He is also going to be doing the NCAA Final Four this year. That's right. He is uh, taking over for Jim Nance as the lead basketball announcer on CBS. That's Ian Eagle, he'll be coming on with me within the next two weeks. All right? Looking forward to it. Uh, you should have Mike Breen back on sometime. I'm waiting for things to calm down to have Mike back on because right now, uh, you know, Mike's getting bombarded with everything that's going on with no Van Gundy and no Mark Jackson. So I'm going to wait. But Mike will come on with me whenever I want, you know? So it's a good question. What are my thoughts on the Dame letter? From the NBA. Spot on. Spot on. You know, you can't be having an agent telling teams, don't trade for my client. He doesn't want to play there and he's not going to go. No. Can't do it. 
Uh, somebody asks, Robert wants to know what are my thoughts. Is it Robert? It's Kawhi. I'm sorry. My uh, my when I it's very difficult for me to see the names on my screen. Obviously, your thoughts on the AFC North. First of all, thank you very much. It is Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. Thank you very much. It's a lot easier for me to see it, but when I put it up on the screen, it's very difficult for me to see your name. All right. Uh, my thoughts on the AFC North. I got to make sure that Joe Burrow is healthy. If Joe Burrow is healthy and he's not going to be a problem all year, they're going to win the division, in my opinion. They got the best team. But I tell you, I like Pittsburgh this year, too. I think they're going to be. Listen, Mike Tomlin to me is the best. I love Mike Tomlin. If I were a player in the National Football League, I would love to play for Mike Tomlin. I would love to play for Mike Tomlin. I love that guy. Absolutely love that guy. Really do. Incredible. You know? You know, Kevin, e even if I put glasses on, it's very difficult for me to see the names on my screen. But I appreciate that. You know? Uh, this question, do I think Mark or do I think Doc Rivers is a good Mark Jackson replacement? I don't think Doc is replacing Mark Jackson. I think Doc is replacing Jeff Van Gundy. Does that make sense? Van Gundy was number one on that team. And Mark Jackson was number two, not including Mike Breen. And Doc is great as a commentator. He's outstanding. Doesn't have the humor that Van Gundy has, but Doc's very, very good. Doc was great when he was a commentator on TNT. He was great. Absolutely great. Well, I, I don't know how you can go against Chuck Knoll. This question, speaking of Mike, who is the greatest Steelers coach? Yeah, you, you can't go against Chuck Knoll. You know, I mean, there aren't a lot, right? We go Bill Cowher and we go Mike Tomlin, but tough to beat Chuck Knoll. That guy was just unbelievable. He really was, you know? I, I mean, you tell me who, who you, you ask me the question. Let me ask you. Who do you think is the best of the Steelers coaches? All tremendous. All tremendous. All right. All right. This question, Grant, who will be the bottom five NFL teams this year? I'm saying teams will be the Colts, the Raiders, the Bucks, the Patriots. So we need one more. Thank you, Mark, for that question. I haven't given it a lot of thought yet, and I'll tell you why, Mark. Injuries can change everything in a hurry. So I'm going to agree with you on the Colts. I'm going to agree with you on the Raiders. I'm going to agree with you. I'm I'm hesitating on the Texans, but I'm going to agree with you there. And then I got to come up with two more, and I'd I'd have to really think about that. I'd 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 have to give that, you know, a lot of thought. I'm going to say the Packers. And who would be my fifth team? Let me give me that some thought. That's a good question. Good job right there. All right. All right. The response. Chuck. Bill. Mike, in that order. All right. So you got Bill Cowher ahead of Mike Tomlin. Oh, 
I'm going to go. Boy, they're, they're all, they're, to me, they're all Hall of Fame coaches. I mean, Mike Tomlin and me should be in the Hall of Fame when it's all said and done. I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. So, man, that's a tough one right there. I don't know if I can put, I mean, I got to put Chuck Noll one. I don't know if I can put Cower ahead of Mike Tomlin. I mean, it is, it, Kevin's right. It is a 1A, B, and C. It is a 1A, 1B, 1C. You're exactly right. All great. No question. No, I, that, that's a really good one right there. You know, that that's really well done on those questions. That's outstanding. Outstanding. You know what else is outstanding? Bennett's. And they're coming to the Blue Oaks Town Center in a couple of days. It's going to be awesome. I've been out there to check out the location. Bennett's in Roseville, Sacramento. And again, very soon in the Blue Oaks Town Center. Just go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Check out their menu and everything else. Prime seafood and steak. Over 50 different types of wine available by the glass. That's Bennett's. Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Love the open forum here. Uh, Really? You really want me to know Brock or Trey? Guess what? That's been put to rest. There is no Brock or Trey. It's Brock Purdy, period. All right? I know Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. That's why I'm trying to, like, figure out how do I put him, you know, third on this list. You know? Was I ever friends with Stephen A. Smith? Not friends, but a colleague where I would speak to him when I was in Philadelphia. I saw him in New York at the Garden a couple of times. Hi, how are you? Uh, He had me on a show once years ago. I can't remember if I had him on my show, although I think I did. But it was before he became very well known. So I don't really have any stories for you regarding Stephen A. I, I just don't, you know? I wish I lived near Bennett's too. I'd be there all the time. Kevin, I'd be there all the time, Kevin. Absolutely. I right, keep your questions coming. And again, if you're just joining me, check out my podcast today. I think you'll really enjoy that. And <laughs> man, it's amazing the world we're living in today. Here's a question. Anthony wants to know, Grant, are you friends with any former or current Kings players? Grab a beer when you're in town, friends, blah, blah, blah. I'm friends with many, many, many former players, not current players, but former players. Yes, still in contact with many of them. Uh, Text them on a fairly regular basis. We exchange messages. Uh, I see them when I go to certain towns. They see me. So, yes, I'm friends with a lot of former players. Uh, everyone knows that Scott Pollard's one of my uh, best friends. Uh, I'm dear friends with Spud Webb. Reggie Theus is a dear friend of mine. I mean, I, can go, I hate to, you know, mention them like this. Vladdy Divots is a very close friend of mine. Paige is a close friend of mine. I mean, I, I a lot of guys, you know, a lot of players that I'm very tight with. That are former players. Joe Klein, very good friend of mine. Um, some guy that uh, that 
I had the utmost respect for, and we just occasionally go back and forth on uh, social media is Austin Carr, big dog. Love big dog. Love that man. What a great guy. What a great guy. You know? Uh, Kevin asked, do I ever think of taking the game coverage with Ryan on the road? I can't, Ryan. Uh, Kevin, I don't have the broadcast rights to be able to do that. And if I can't do it from the arena, why do it? So, no. You know? Uh, Jay says, heading to the opening tomorrow at the Rockland Bennett's location. Thanks for putting out the sign-up link. Yeah, Jay, good for you going to the soft opening. That's outstanding, you know? Outstanding. Did I have a better relationship with Mike Bibby or Jason Williams? Man, I would say both the same. Really like both those guys a lot. Whenever I see them, always go up and spend a couple of minutes with them. I'm big fans of both Mike and Jason. I, th I think I've shared this story with you about Mike Bibby just to show you how I went about my job and how much I respected what these guys did is I'm in the lobby of the hotel in Washington, D.C. Not a game day, off day. And Mike is there. And Mike comes up to me, goes, I got to ask you a question. I go, sure. He goes, why are you so negative about me on the air? I go, what, what do you, whoa, 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 stop. And I look at him, I go, I don't understand. He goes, well, well you know, all, all my buddies are saying that you guys have been killing me on the air over the last couple of games. And Mike had gone through a very difficult stretch. He said, the last game, I got a lot of complaints that you guys were very critical of me. And I said, Mike, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. First thing I do when I get home, there's the last game of the road trip. I said, the first thing I'm going to do when I get home is I'm going to watch the last game. So I watched the last game and I'm like, wow, we were critical and we were critical because they had put up graphics of Mike struggling so much. And then Jerry and I would discuss the graphics and everything. So I saw Mike the next day. I said, Hey, come here for a minute. I said, you know what? I think you're right. I just went back and watched the game, and I think we were too critical of you. Thanks for pointing that out, man. And he goes, hey, no problem. I appreciate you doing it. I go, hey, I always try to be fair. I always try to make sure that, you know, we're, we're not going overboard, that we're being fair. But I think in this case, there were too many graphics that were making you look bad. And I said, I've talked about it with our producer. I've talked about it with our director. And thank you. And he said, hey, man, I really appreciate that. I go, nope, I appreciate you bringing it to my attention. That's the dialogue that I used to have with players. Uh, what's my relationship with Mitch Richmond? Cordial. Mitch did not like what I said about him at the end of his tenure in Sacramento, that he quit on the team. He didn't like me saying that. But then when Jerry Reynolds and his book came out, Reynolds remembers, 
Jerry said the exact same thing about Mitch, about how sad it was that he ended his tenure in Sacramento as one of the great kings of all time, but went out on a really sour note because he absolutely quit on the team. And you know me, you know, I'm not going to camouflage that on the radio. I went out and said the same thing. And Mitch had a problem with me for a while. We patched it up. And when we see each other, it's very cordial. And um, he's been on my show. And so I, I, don't, I don't have a problem with Mitch. But Mitch did quit on the team. I mean, it's in Jerry Reynolds' book, Reynolds Remembers. And if Jerry is saying that about you, huh, right? If Jerry's saying that you quit on the team, you quit on the team. Anybody disagree? Right? All right. If the Raiders go 6-11 and 11 or 7-10, and 10, will McDaniels get the boot? No one Mark Davis? Probably. You know? Uh, this question, did I see the article on Domas being the most overrated player? I didn't see the article. I only saw a screenshot of it. And it just goes to show you how stupid people are. You know? It just goes to show you how stupid, not all people, some people are. How you can have DeMonte Sabonis as the most overrated player in the NBA is befuddling me. It's why? Because he had a poor series against the Warriors? Really? That's what you're judging him on? On his entire body of work? I personally think Sabonis is one of the most underrated players in the league. That's how I feel. I think he is one of the most underrated players in the league. There you have it. All right, don't forget, uh, again, for those of you that are just joining us, Ian Eagle, that's right, the great Ian Eagle will be joining me here within the next two weeks. Uh, Mojo Sports will be coming on with me next Thursday at 5 o'clock. Guess who's joining me this Thursday at 7 o'clock on my open forum Q&A? Ryan in Sacktown. Yeah, looking forward to having Ryan in Sacktown on Thursday, 48 hours from right now. We'll have fun with Ryan in Sacktown. All right, keep them coming. I love the questions today. Good stuff. And again, if you are just joining me, then make sure you check out my podcast today. All right, here is a question. Did you see Julius Irving's top 10? He didn't have LeBron on or Kobe or Duncan on it. Well, you know what that tells me about the great Dr. J? Tells me that uh, he's getting dementia. That's what that tells me. And I'm not making a joke of anyone with dementia. I'm just calling it the way it is. All right? If Julius Irving has all of his faculties together and you don't have LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, or Tim Duncan on it, then you have not been watching basketball over the last 20 years, 25 years. That means you have not watched the NBA at all in the last 25 years if you don't have Tim Duncan, LeBron James, or Kobe Bryant on it. That means you have just tarnished all credibility as somebody that wants to speak about professional basketball. And this is somebody that loves the doctor and watched him play, okay? Watched him play. In the ABA on Long Island. That's right. I watched the great Dr. J with the Nets, with the Afro, when I was a kid growing up on Long Island. Couldn't wait to see the doctor. He was the only reason 
why people, okay, think about this. You couldn't get in to see the Knicks. The games weren't on TV. The Knicks were gold. Frazier, Barnett, DeBusher, Bradley, Reed, then Earl Monroe. Couldn't get in to see the Knicks. So what did we do? We'd go out and watch the Nets play. And all those great ABA players, Rick Barry, Dr. J. You know, I can go on and on. All right? I can go on and on with a lot of the tremendous players that I used to see in person. But Dr. J was one of them. Never forget it. But if you don't have LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, or Tim Duncan on your top 10 list, I, I, I'm sorry, I can't deal with it. You know? Can't. Can't deal with it. Mark wants to know what NBA ref sold the tech foul the best. Joey Crawford? Joey's probably right up there. Yeah. Earl Strom is great. I always share this story. Dick Mata, who coached the Kings in the early 90s, won a championship with uh, Washington. And Dick's, we were getting killed. I think the King, I think the score was what, 40 points or so in the third quarter. And all of a sudden the game stops. Dick Mata had already gotten a technical foul. And the referee, Earl Strom, one of the great referees in the history of the game, I got to know Earl. He actually filled in and did a game with me once in Orlando, and he was a riot to be with. But Earl stopped the game. Stopped the game. Blew the whistle as the player was dribbling the ball up the court. And comes over and yells, Dick, shut the hell up and sit down. If I got to watch this crap, so do you. I'm not throwing you out of the game. Blows the whistle, ball's inbounded, and here we go. How about that? If I got to watch this crap, so do you. I'm not throwing you out of the game. Shut the hell up and sit down. Classic. Absolute classic. Yeah, the ABA mark with the red, white, and blue ball. I had one of those basketballs. Yes, indeed. Matter of fact, a lot of us had the red, white, and blue uh, basketball. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Man. Is that unbelievable, though, about Dr. J? Wow. Man. You're right. I got a better term for Dr. J's top 10 list. Very biased against modern era of basketball. Bingo. Spot on, man. Spot on. You hit it right on the head. You are 100% correct. All right? All right, here we go. Keep up the good work on these open forums. As someone who listened to you on radio for years, it's great to be able to ask questions I never would have been able to before. It is my pleasure. And thank you, Lucky, for uh, listening and watching and everything else. I appreciate that. All right? Appreciate that very much. All right, keep the questions coming. Uh, I have Curry over Kobe. You know, you can put Curry over Kobe, but they're both in the top 10. You know? I don't know. You know, if I have to win a game, 
and I only have one possession, me personally, I'm giving the ball to Kobe over Steph. If I have to win a game and I only have one possession, I'm giving the ball to Kobe over LeBron. That that doesn't mean that he's a better player than those guys. But if I have to win a game and I have one possession, I'm giving a ball to Kobe over Steph and I'm giving a ball to Kobe over LeBron. Now, if you told me I couldn't give the ball to Kobe, I'd give the ball to Steph. But that's how I look at that. All right? That's how I look at it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we got this message. My favorite game that my dad took me when I was a kid was Game 3, Sacramento-Seattle, 1996 versus Seattle. What is your favorite game that you saw with your dad when you were a kid? Wow, what a fabulous question. First of all, your dad brought you to, the, in my opinion, the greatest event, the greatest scene in the history of Arco Arena. And the fact that you were there, that is awesome. The greatest game that I ever saw with my father. Well, the last game that I was ever at with my dad always sticks out because we started going to the New York Giants games when I was three years old at Yankee Stadium. And the last game that my dad went to with my brother and I was the NFC Championship game when the Giants destroyed the Minnesota Vikings 41-0 and then lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. But my dad was getting to a point where you know, he'd rather sit at home and watch the game on TV. Uh, he had a knee issue. Walking up and down stairs was not great for him. Sitting in those seats uh, at the stadium was not great for him. So that that will always stand out uh, to me because it was the last game that we were at together. Now, after that, he came to watch all the games that he did at Madison Square Garden. And that was the biggest thrill for me to take him on the floor at the garden and in the press room. And he got to be friends with Mike Breen and 
I think I've shared this story at my dad's memorial, uh, December 2nd, 2007. It's right in the middle of the season. Uh, my dad passed one month prior on November 2nd. And so we had the memorial in New York on uh, December 2nd. And I remember getting up to talk about my dad. And there were a lot of people at the church that day. My dad was very well liked and respected. And again, I'm going to point this out because it's true. All ethnicities in the audience, as you would expect for somebody that lived his life by actions and not words. And I'm looking and in the back row, who's sitting there but Mike Breen. And I'll never forget it. You know, you think about, and, and the Knicks had a game that night. And there's Mike at the church. Didn't tell me, hadn't talked to him. And I was just like, wow. You know, you, you never forget. You never forget things like that. All right, here's a really good question. Uh, Grant, how would you have ranked Summerall and Madden calling NFL games? I thought they were the best. They're my all-time favorite team. Number one, they are my all-time favorite team. Pat Summerall, John Madden, number one on my list. They were great. They were absolutely great. Pat Summerall was great. John Madden was great. And I used to love in the 70s, Kurt Gowdy and Aldi Rogatis. Loved them. Thought they were great. And then I don't know how many of you were around for Monday Night Football when Frank Gifford was the play-by-play man and you had Howard Cosell and Dandy Don Meredith. That was great, too. That was great. But best broadcast duo of all time in the NFL for me? No question. No question. Pat Summerall and John Madden. They were great. You know, they were great. They were out, out. They, I mean, I don't know if you can get better than they were. What a team they were. You know, for years, Pat Summerall worked with his really good friend, Tom Brookshire. And they were really good. But then when you brought John Madden in, oh my gosh, you know. This question, Grant, how many times did Kobe beat the Kings in the final possession? More than any other player that's ever played against the Kings. There you have it. Paul says, I love Al Michaels, but can't stand Chris Collinsworth. I like Chris Collinsworth. I think he's great. You know, I do. Turn off the lights. The party's over. Yes, Dandy Don. I can't do it like he did it. Great. No question. Hey, don't forget about New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or... Call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing. Don't forget, they're there 24-7. You have a problem in the middle of the night? No issues. 713-1010, SACServiceplumbing.com. New Works Plumbing. They've got a fix for you. Don't forget, tomorrow, listen app. We'll do it at 5 o'clock. I'll have my open form Wednesday. And then Thursday, Ryan will join me right here at 7 o'clock. You know, good questions today. Like this open forum. Good job. And again, I really hope that you get a chance to uh, check out my podcast today. 
at your leisure. I, I, I just would, would appreciate it if you would spend the time and do that. I talk about the, uh, my lawsuit. I talk about a lot of things and the story that was in Monday's uh, Sacramento Bee, Marcos Breton. All right. Yesterday, I guess, is the story. Yep, yesterday. Uh, do I like Troy Aikman and Joe Buck? I do. I do like them a lot. Yep, I think Joe and Troy do an excellent job. When will the Yankees fire Brian Cashman? Well, if they were listening to me, they would have fired him years ago, but they weren't listening to me, and he's still the general manager. I've been saying this for, what, five years now? And here we are in 2023, you know? Somebody wants to know, what did I think of Joe Garagiola and uh, Tony Kubak? Uh, they were great. Tony and Joe were great. They were great. I'll never forget meeting Joe Garagiola. 1980, whatever the year that the Tigers won the World Series, when Sparky was the manager and they all opened up the season 35 and 5. Was that 85, 86? I'm trying to remember that year because I was in, let's see. All right, that would have been 85. All right, 85. Because, take that back. In 1984, because that's when I moved to Illinois. And I started covering the Tigers at Tiger Stadium. And it was Sunday. And it was the game of the week on NBC. It was either Saturday or Sunday, but I think it was Sunday. And I walk into the media room at Tiger Stadium to get something to eat. And it's pretty crowded. And I've got my food on a tray. And I'm walking around. And there's nowhere to sit. And all of a sudden, he goes, hey, you can sit here if you want. And it's Joe Garagiola. I almost dropped my food. I'm like, wow. And he, we had a very casual conversation. Really good guy. And... That was my experience with Joe Garagiola. My dad tells a story that my dad and mom were at Yankee Stadium and Joe missed his ride back to the city. And my dad was in the car leaving Yankee Stadium. And to make a long story short, Joe Garagiola ended up in the back seat and my dad took him into the city at the hotel. So, but that was my uh, brief experience with Joe Garagiola. Here's my problem with ESPN. They say that they are running out of money, right? They had to fire all of these people. They just fired a guy with two years left on his contract and Mark Jackson, who's very good at what he does. Wait a minute. You not only fired a guy that has two years left on his deal, but now you're going to bring in another person from the outside. Doris Burke's already under contract. You're going to bring in another guy. So wait a minute. You're going to have to pay Doc Rivers a ton of money. And now you still have to pay Mark Jackson two years of dead weight. Does that make sense? You know, Kevin, you got to do the dishes, huh? All right. You have a good evening too. Dishes can wait, can't they? This is, you know, if you don't like that with Grant Napier. Good Lord. Come on. This question, the Yankees got swept in the past 
season by Houston and went into this season again with almost the same roster with George. If George, well, if George was still alive, Brian Cashman would have been fired five times, six times by now. All right, man. I'll tell you, I don't know how anyone, uh, Brian Cashman, brutal. I mean, really absolutely brutal, brutal. I like this format. You all are great. Love the questions today. So let me give you the schedule. All right. So tomorrow, listen app at five o'clock open forum Wednesday. Then Ryan and Sacktown right here on YouTube Thursday at seven o'clock Pacific. Not sure what I'm going to do yet for Friday. Next week, Jason from Mojo Sports right here. Thursday at 5, and as soon as I lock down the time with the great Iron Eagle, I'll let you know. So those are some of the things that we've got coming up in the next week or two, all right? Yes. Uh, Do I think Steve Kerr will go down as one of the uh, greatest coaches, or did he just get dealt the right handle? I think we know the answer to that question. You know? There we have it. Uh, granted, uh, Reggie Jackson hit one out of Tiger Stadium. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yep. Greatest home run ever hit at Tiger Stadium. No question. Uh, do the Giants have a shot at Otani? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what the Angels are going to do there. That was the question. All right? I don't know. I really don't. Wow, how about that? A beatdown. Thank you very much for thinking that I'm awesome, but I think you're awesome for supporting me. Again, this question, we got a beatdown in Wrigley. The final, the Cubs 20 and the Reds 5. Wow. Yeah, I would say that's a beatdown, you know? Yeah, 1984. That's when it was. Because I moved to... Uh, Decatur in uh, July of 84 and I was covering the Tigers on the weekends. I would go up to Tiger Stadium with the camera and get video and do interviews. That's the first time I ever had a chance to interview Sparky Anderson and I've shared this story many times. He could not have been nicer to me after the game. I mean, he was just wow. I interviewed that day Alan Trammell. I interviewed Lance Parrish. I interviewed Lou Whitaker. I remember who I even interviewed. I mean, that's, what is it, 2023? And I'm remembering who I interviewed on that Sunday. Uh, Petrie was on the mound for the Tigers. I remember that. That place was jam-packed. The atmosphere. I mean, Tigers were great. You know, that that was great. You know, that was great. Yes, that was the year. When, all right, now here's another interesting story about this. All right? I'm glad you pointed that out. So listen to this. I'm covering the Detroit Tigers. They get off to that amazing, what was it, 35-5 and five start? Here's the question. That was the year Detroit beat San Diego in the World Series in five games, 1984. That's correct. Now, you ready for this? So, July 1984. I get a job in Decatur, Illinois. So, I'm going working part-time in Toledo at the ABC TV station in Toledo. Hour and 15 minutes to get to Tiger Stadium. 
I end up in Decatur. I start covering both the Cardinals and the Cubs from time to time. Kind of a long drive. Three hours to Chicago, two hours to St. Louis. I was at Wrigley Field. Ready for this? Covering the Cubs-Padres playoff series. All right? Now think about that. The Cubs lose that in five with a chance to go to the World Series. Okay? I am on the field before the game with my cameraman. And Steve Garvey walks by. And I said, Steve, can I get a quick moment with you? He goes, sure, no problem. And I had an interview with Steve Garvey on the field at Wrigley Field in the playoff series. And then the Padres, as you pointed out, went on, beat the Cubs, Rick Sutcliffe, and lost to the Tigers. So think about how lucky I was that at the beginning of the year, I had a chance to cover the Tigers and then later on in the summer, covered the Cubs. Also, that playoff series, the reliever for the Cubs was Lee Smith. Remember him? And I remember hours before the game, Lee is walking, is sitting in the dugout. And I walk up, not into the dugout, on the steps of the dugout. And I say to Lee, hey, can I get a quick minute with you? This is what Lee said to me verbatim. Never forget it. I ain't got nothing to say to nobody about nothing. I'm like, okay, man, have a good game. I ain't got nothing to say to nobody about nothing. All right, I'll never ask him for an interview again. Thank you very much. Never forget it. All-star reliever, Lee Smith. But I'll never forget interviewing Steve Garvey on the field before game two, I believe it was. That was great. And that same year, or maybe it was the next year, Ryan Sandberg and Tommy Hur were the two best second basemen in all of baseball. And they were up for the MVP. The Cubs were really good. Cardinals were really good. And it was a great rivalry. Great rivalry. And I would go to Wrigley Field and cover this, the games in Chicago, and then I'd go to Bush Stadium. So I did a story on Ryan Sandberg and Tommy Herr. Tommy Herr could not have been nicer, accessible, no problem. Ryan Sandberg was a pain in the ass. Pain in the ass. Like, a pain in the ass. You'd go up two hours before the game when he wasn't doing anything, and now can't do it now, uh, ask me later. I'd ask him, no, I can't do it now. So I remember going into the locker room after the game to get an interview with Ryan Sandberg. I wanted to ask him two questions. And again, he was a pain in the ass, but I got the interview. And I remember driving back to Decatur. And I had my cameraman pull over on the side of I-55. And the sign says I-55 St. Louis. All right? And I say, all right, I want you to start off on me. And then I want you to zoom in to the sign behind me. We're standing on the shoulder of the interstate. 
And my stand-up went like this, because I was doing a story on Tommy Hur and Ryan Sandberg, and I ended up selling it to ESPN and Sports Time and made some money on it. And I remember starting off with my stand-up. But to find the best second baseman in the National League, you need to head down south on I-55 to St. Louis and the home of Tommy Hur. So here I am starting off. But to find the best second baseman in the National League, and then boom, the camera zooms right past my head to the sign of I-55 St. Louis. It's one of the favorite stories that I've ever done on both Tommy Herr and Ryan Sandberg. To this day, one of my favorite stories that I've ever done. It is a great rivalry, the Cubs and the Cardinals. And you know what made it great? Is when they were both really good the same year. You know? Wow. Really good. It's amazing. Mm, Here's a question. What is my top three sporting events that I've attended yet in your life that you would most like to attend? So the three that I have not attended that I would really like to, basically the top of your sports event bucket list. Well, I would like to go to an NFL game at Lambeau. So I'll put that at number one. I have not done that yet. All right. I want to go to a game at Lambeau. Um, I have not been to a Yankee Red Sox game at Fenway. So I'd put that at number two. And number three. Um, you know, that's a good question because I really haven't thought about this that long. Number three would probably be, mm, I'd I'd have to think about that. One football game, Packers-Lambeau Field. Two, Yankee-Red Sox game at Fenway, because I've been to tons of Yankee games against the Red Sox at Yankee Stadium. And third, third's a tough one. I'm going to have to give this some thought here. That's a tough one, you know? That's a tough one. I I don't really have a third right now. I'm going to have to sleep on that. I'll let you know on Thursday. All right? Great question. Better relief pitcher, Goose Gossage or Sparky Lyle? Both great, both completely different. Sparky got you out with his slider, which was the best slider in baseball. Goose got you out with power. You knew what you were getting with Goose. It was heat, heat, heat. Both great. One a lefty, one a righty. You know, Sparky Lyle turned around Ron Guidry's career. I don't know if you remember that. Ron Guidry was, in 1978, was 25-3 and three with an ERA of 1.74. Now think about that. 25-3 and three in ERA of 1.74. Anyway, the year before that, all right, year, year and a half before that, Ron was giving up baseball. Ron Guidry was on I-95 with his wife, Bonnie, driving to Louisiana, done with baseball. Long story short, Sparky Lyle said, you can't do this. You need to come back here. I'm going to teach you what made me so effective. Sparky Lyle taught Ron Guidry, Louisiana Lightning, how to throw the slider. And overnight, Ron Guidry became the best, most dominant pitcher in baseball because Ron had 
a great fastball. I mean, his nickname was Louisiana Lightning. You don't get a nickname Louisiana Lightning for throwing junk, all right? Ron was a very small man in stature, but he brought the heat. But what made Ron the best pitcher in baseball was his slider because the slider coming out of the hand looks exactly the same as a fastball. And he would freeze guys, literally freeze them at the plate with a slider. Yeah, Sparky Lyle saved the career of Ron Guidry, who in 78 won the Cy Young, won the World Series, and was the best pitcher in baseball. There you have it. Good one. Wow. Uh, Here's a question. So, Grant, will you come back to Sacramento Radio? You would destroy the competition and everyone woke in Sacramento. Well, trust me, they don't want me in Sacramento Radio because everyone knows I would destroy the competition. So you never know. I would never say never. All right? Never say never. The Detroit Red Wings winning the Stanley Cup. Highlight for you. Yeah? You know, I was at Joe Louis Arena announcing hockey games for years. Uh, I announced college hockey at Bowling Green, and they were a national powerhouse. And the conference tournament, the CCHA tournament, was always at Joe Louis Arena. And I used to love going to Joe, the Joe and announce the games. It was great. Boy, that press box was so high. Oh, my God. First time I walk into Joe Louis, I'm like, oh, my God, the players look like ants out on the ice. Uh, but I love going to the Joe. I love going to the Joe. Man, that was great stuff. Great stuff. Grant, what is your most cherished Kings game you have commentated? I don't have just one. Um, I have a few that stick out to me. One was on the road, playoff win against Dallas that I did on the radio. That 96 playoff game against Seattle's one. The 35-point comeback against Chicago, Tyreek Evans' rookie season is another that stands out. I mean, you got to remember, I did I did games for 32 years. It's very difficult for me to pick out just one game, you know? Uh, Grant, did you go to Chris Chambliss' game-winning uh, home run in uh, uh, 1990 or 1976 against Kansas City? No, I was sitting in my living room in my house in Syosset, New York, with my brother. And I remember when Chambliss hit the home run to beat the Royals uh, to win the pennant, uh, fireworks were going off everywhere outside that it was that big of a deal. And then I remember the Yankees played the Cincinnati Royals in the world series and got swept. They got swept and I had to miss the game on Saturday afternoon with Don Gullett pitching against the Yankees. Cause I had a high school football game and I was so pissed that I was missing the world series game, but the Yankees didn't even score a run in that game. They ended up getting swept. So Cincinnati was great in that series. And then the Yankees won the World Series the following year in 77. And then again in 78, beating the Dodgers in six in both. So I'll never forget the Reds, though. They they killed the Yankees in that World Series, the big red machine. The big red machine. You know, man. Uh, I did the Kings on radio for three years in the mid-90s. And then I used to fill in for G-Man all the time during the playoffs when he had conflicts with the Indy 500. So that was the question. Grant, did you at one time do uh, play-by-play on the radio? I could have sworn you did maybe in the mid-90s. Yes. I was really young listening to games and playing basketball at the same time. Yep. You have a good memory. You have a good memory. 
Absolutely. All right. Good show today. Don't forget tomorrow, listen app. All right. Listen app. And then Thursday back here with Ryan and Sacktown at seven o'clock Pacific. All right. Have a fabulous rest of your Tuesday. Appreciate you all. Today was great. Great questions today. Outstanding right here on if you don't like that with Grant Napier and be sure and check out my podcast today. All right. Check out my podcast. Easy to get to. All right. You can go to my website if you don't like that.com or grantnapier.com or your favorite podcast platform. All right. And send me an email too. You know, let me know, good or bad. Love to hear from you, gnapier at gmail.com. Hey, take care, right? Have yourself a good Tuesday evening. Appreciate you. Talk to you next time, right here on If You Don't Like That. Oh, boy. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.